access. Thanks, Emily. I just go into jiggle mode. Down deep below the surface. Down, down deep below the surface. Full access. Thanks, Emily. I just go into jiggle mode. Down deep below the surface. Down, 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 down deep below the surface. Yeah. Yes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Think Different Podcast. We are happy that you're here to join us every single week. We are starting a brand new series. That's right. It's the Apple Retail Series because we are going through every single role that is available at your local Apple store. And we're going through all the pros, cons, salary, everything that you need to know if you want to work at an Apple store. But damn it, we can't find Frank anywhere. Man, that goddamn Frank, you can't find him. But don't worry, everybody. I am on the search. I have put the FBI on the case to look for Frank, and God damn it, we're going to find Frank one day. But until then, we are here to talk about the day of the life of a genius. And who better to talk about that than this guy? That's right. Will the TLD, the man who's going to have a boy of his dreams, is here today to talk about the life of a genius. So what are we going to talk about? Well, we are going to read everything that the Apple website describes of what a genius is and what it takes for you to be a genius. I'm also going to go through how the day of a life genius works. We're going to talk about when you get there, when you leave, what different roles you had throughout the day. We're going to talk a little bit more about the genius room since we don't really talk about that with any other role and talk about training. That's right. Training from the past to the present. What has changed since the time I was there for 11 years as being a genius. And then we're going to ended off with all the Glassdoor reviews of the pros and cons, the approval rating for people who have worked there, and what the base pay also is. So we're going to talk a little bit about the pay of it. Before we get into all that, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you add us on your every podcast platform, whether it's Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and give us a five-star review. We could really use the growth of this channel, so we need you guys to help us out with that. And girls, because I know there's some females out there that are enjoying this podcast as well, and probably some old Apple people as well who love this. So let's dive in to the Apple Genius. This is a generalization or a summary that they are from their website. I'm reading directly from them. They update it today. In fact, they update it every day. Every time you look at their Apple website for any post, they have it up there. So this is what it reads as of right now. Do you have a passion for hands-on problem solving? Do you love helping others by sharing your technical knowledge? At the Apple Store, you maintain customers' trust in Apple as a skilled technician troubleshooting and repairing products. You use your amazing diagnostic and people skills to assure Genius Bar customers of swift solutions to their technical issues. You offer advice on accompanying accessories that will further improve the customer's experience and Apple products. You also educate your team members about products while independently keeping your own technical know-how up to date. With your customer service brilliance and empathetic nature, you will provide genius advice and support your both customers and team members. Your key qualifications to be a genius are strong people skills and a knack for problem solving, ability to maintain composure and customer focus while troubleshooting and solving technical issues, the ability to adhere to a schedule of customer appointments. Now, what I find interesting about that, they don't talk about anything in the key qualifications about your repair experience. So again, you may have have any Mac computer repair experience. You may have never opened a computer in your life. They don't care about that. 
The idea is that you need to know how to problem solve, maintain composure, troubleshooting and solving the issue, and make sure that you're seeing a multiple amount of customers throughout the day. And that is the goal of a key qualification. Even if we go back to what I talked about, you're using your people skills to swift re resolutions to their technical issues. And that I cannot, the, the summary is a pretty much a good idea of what a genius is. And, and again, you could have repaired so many Windows PCs in your life, but they really need you to understand that you need to deal with the most difficult customers possible. And if you cannot handle people yelling at you, if you can't be empathetic towards people, then there is no way you could even work at the Genius Bar as a service technician, nonetheless a genius technician, because you are held at the highest regard when it comes to the knowledge of these products. So let's go through the description. So as a genius, you provide insightful advice and friendly, hands-on technical support to Apple customer needs. You quickly diagnose the product issues on the spot, which we do. I would say it, we are given about 10 to 15 minutes to do that. Explaining the situations with patience and compassion. So again, that empathy we talked about, you have to empathize. I cannot imagine that someone at home has not dealt with a, a problem before with their computer or they lost data or something significant and that you have just lost your mind about that you got to be empathetic towards that after determining whether repairs can be done or replacement is needed you offer solutions to quickly get the users up and running again so that could be an iphone replacement that could be uh, and i can tell you the, the reason why they say repairs or replacement is Phones are mostly replacements where repairs are always, Macs are always repairs. There's never, or very rarely, is there ever a replacement involved with that. You fulfill Apple's service commitment with style, speed, and skill. That's three S's. You know, they don't include that. We have three A's, three P's, but they have the three S's. I'm going to use that. We have the style, the speed, and the skill. That's very creative. You earn the trust of the customer and coworkers, like you offer a mentorship knowledge and even tips and training. So again, you are not only earning the trust of the customers, but also your peers. You have to mentor service specialists. You have to let specialists understand why we're doing certain things and, and tips and training, which I think we could definitely do a little more of that. When I was at the Apple store, we definitely didn't always do that. But I remember one time we had one employee, probably the smartest genius I ever met. He knows who he is if he's listening. He opened up a computer and he explained how a computer works, what a processor does, what the hard drive does, what the RAM does. And he broke each of the parts down and showed them on the board or on the machine when they opened it up and educated people on how the computer works. Why is that important? Well, specialists have to sell this stuff and they're the primary ones selling it. Yes, a genius could sell a computer, no problem. But a specialist has to understand how a computer works so that when people are questioning how, what processor speeds are what, what RAM is what, they need to understand what that part does in order for them to sell it. We're looking for people who identify problems and provide feedback to ensure our customer service stays relevant and current. You have to take ownership of your problems. And that's where identifying comes back and provide feedback to ensure the customer service and additional requirements that they're looking for an aptitude for acquiring skills and technical repairs and an eagerness to learn about all Apple products and services. Again, you have to know every Apple product and how it works. You are also given guides on how to fix everything. So you need to have the aptitude for acquiring skills. Again, they're not looking for you to already have the skills. They're looking for you to have the aptitude to acquire it. Excellent 
prioritizing skills and ability to make decisions quick. Because when you are with people, you are analyzing everything that they're bringing to you. If you're having a computer problem that's not turning on, you have to make a decision to understand what to do, what the right solution is. Is the right solution to open it up and try to power back on? Yes. Is the, is the idea to look for liquid damage? Yes. Are you able to identify problems very quickly and within 10, 15 minutes make an idea? Now, I can promise you, as a genius, you can't always do that. Probably 90% of the time you can, but there's that 10% where you have to leave the computer there and maybe really try to analyze the problem. And eventually, I'm hoping to get one of my friends on one day to talk about something that occurred with his product and he's still dealing with the problem today that they have not solved. Excellent verbal and written communication skills. Oh, so one of the things that we do is we write notes down on what the problem was, what the troubleshooting steps were and what the solution is going to be. You have to write all that down on documentation notes. That's not only important for the customer, but it's a legal document. So that means some people, and I've, and I've educated people a lot, if you're going to abbreviate words to represent something either we ran as a diagnostic or anything like that, you have to spell out that diagnostic from a legal perspective. You know, if you're going to use abbreviations, they may not work because if you don't reference them inside of your articles, well, then you're screwed. You know, so it's a very important that you know how to document. In fact, during the battery program, this is where I think everything changed when that battery program happened back in 2017, that that we had to be very good at writing down our notes. Success in team environments, demonstrating shared responsibility and accountability with other team members. So shared responsibility comes down to a team also being all at fault because multiple people are going to probably be involved. In fact, you're probably going to ask others for advice that you are looking for and you have to be accountable for that. If you're going to ask advice and you give the wrong advice, your person has to be accountable for it. We are a team. And that's the one thing about the genius members is that they were a team. Were people more skilled than others? Of course. I think that goes for any role that you're in. Uh, do some people become a genius that may necessarily not have the understanding of what a genius really is? Yes, that happens. And sometimes it's going to cause conflict, especially when you know someone's not involved or dedicated as others. Flex now, this is the big one. Flexibility with your schedule. Your work hours will be based on business needs. And that is always going to be the number one con. Remember, it's a retail job. You have to work a retail schedule. So that's what the, as of today, that is what they look for as a genius. Pretty interesting stuff to talk about. So let's talk about the day of a life of a genius. So throughout the day, there's always this one thing called a download. And a download is basically a recap of what's going on for the day. A lot of times we hear positive and negative feedback from customers on experiences, new things, maybe new things that are coming out that we need to train on, or if, especially if they have big announcements like iOS 14 uh, the, or Mac OS, big sir, we have to know about those things ahead of time. And Apple usually is pretty good at giving us that information and also giving us tools necessary to learn all the new things that we're learning. If there's new procedures, we learn about that during a download. It used to be in the morning, or in fact, we used to do video downloads, which was a big thing. Now they pull you throughout the day and everyone gets together maybe like once or twice. And everyone who just got into work has to get there where the morning they do one and they do one in the afternoon. So that's where you're going to eventually have the information you need. Now there's different zones when it comes to Genius Bar. You're going to have the bar itself. You're going to be on 
repair in the back room, which can consist of either a mobile or a Mac repair. And sometimes you're going to be the on point, which takes you to the front of the store to help guide customers to the right area they need to be in the store. And even if they need to be at the Genius Bar. Another thing they're going to do, helping out the admins, possibly helping, especially if we're not as busy, helping pickups occur. That's a big thing that we do every day. I will tell you that most of the day you are spent probably six hours at the Genius Bar all the time. I, every technician typically has two hours of either a mobile repair or two hours of a Mac repair. It depends on what time you work. Geniuses have the ability to go in earlier before the store opens, which is a blessing. That is two hours of your day. You don't need to be in front of anybody. In fact, there were times where I worked four hours at the bar and four hours in the back. Two for Mac and two for mobile, which is phenomenal to have. It is phenomenal to have a day where you have four hours of bar and four hours in the back room. Now, when you're at the Genius Bar, what we have to do is we have two main apps we work with, Concierge and Mobile Genius. And these two apps basically are a way to find out who we're going to be booked with. In fact, the app chooses based off an algorithm. So again, if you're a Mac technician, likely they're going to give you Macs first, unless there's like a mobile that's really far behind, but the algorithm figures it out. Some genius up in the sky figures out how that algorithm works. And then you move to Mobile Genius for documentation and for repair. And we have all these special tools that we run, all these diagnostics that are run on their own. And sometimes they can find the issue for it. For example, if a camera's not, if a customer comes in and says a camera's not working on their display, well, we would run a tool that detects that display on the back. And if it's not working, well, guess what? You have to get a display replacement because that's how the camera's built in there. You know, of course, someone like me, I would suggest getting a webcam and not repairing the display for $500. It's not worth $500 to fix a screen, but that's like, again, ideas that we give them. That's pretty much how the bar works all the time. You're waiting for your next appointment. You keep pressing a button that basically assigns you to the appointment. And heck, if you don't have enough time to take that appointment before you have a lunch or a 15 minute break, it tells you enough to take it. So sometimes you can request to leave the floor earlier, or you could take something that's very quick to get someone in and out and it helps the team because if you don't go on time it's a big problem let's talk about the atmosphere in the room though this is one of the favorite parts of being a genius or a service technician you get to be in that room in that room is typically an admin and at least two to three techs possibly the lead one of the best things is being in that room because there is basically no filter you know, you could say whatever you want, do whatever you want. You have a little fun. You have a home pot in the room. You could throw some music on and you get to enjoy yourself being next to a technician. So usually there's always two. Usually there's a Mac tech and a service tech. Usually are in that back room. It's fun to be in that room. Won't lie. I enjoy the experience of being in there and I enjoy getting away from the customers for a little bit. Uh, plus, you know, you could also have time to work on Mac stuff. If you're on a mobile repair and you have some Mac things that maybe didn't get done, well, this is your time to do it. Uh, of course, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to be on mobile repair the whole time, and the system kind of locks you down. But hopefully they give more time to do Mac repairs. The room can be loud at times, but the door is kind of soundproof, so you really can't hear anything what's going on. And I really, truly enjoy being in that room, especially at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm by myself just with the admin and I'm working on my Mac repairs and I try to get as many done as I can, run diagnostics. It's a great feeling to do that. What's changed in the past couple of years is genius training. Now, 
I've talked about this in the past that I got to go to Genius Trading out in Cupertino, California at the old Apple campus. I got to go out for three weeks of training. Apple paid the entire way and gave us $75 in spending money for food. $75. So you like, I think I gained at least five to 10 pounds of food because it was never ending. And you would have to find the hidden spots where they will, you'll buy a beer, but you know what? You might just get it slipped under as an iced tea. And that's the kind of places you like to go to at times. But this was a, a tremendous thing. Apple did have their own food on campus, which was really phenomenal. I mean, the food was actually very good and very affordable. Like, I would spend 10 to $12 on food, and then I have all that extra money to spend on my own. And that includes the weekends, by the way, as well. Today, they don't have that. Uh, I They finally figured out that maybe doing that might be just a little too expensive. And what they have now done is they do a video to training at at the actual store so they're by themselves for the for three weeks basically looking at how to repair things they use the stupid this this kind of weird system where i used to have to physically repair things where they had to move like screws and put them in the right order on the computer screen of how to repair so there's really no hands-on as uh, there might be I, I haven't really dived into someone repairing but they definitely didn't repair old stuff that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, come on, man. Let them repair, like, old iMacs that we still service. Come on. I mean, come on. Uh, but now it's getting harder to repair Macs because everything is kind of switching to this new style. And it's a little harder to repair the Macs than you think. So I'm a little upset how the Genius Training goes now. I wish they would go off, maybe even go off-site and train all the Geniuses at the time in the area. I think that would be very valuable. All right, it's time to break the glass down because we're going to go to some reviews from people who worked at Apple as a genius technician and gave their review on the process. So we're going to start with the negative uh, and then we'll work our way towards the positive. I can tell you right now, I looked on the glass door, not too many one-star reviews at all. Uh, this one was from July 13, 2017. So this is a review which out of five stars got two. I've been working at Apple full-time for more than eight years. Great coworkers, fun environment, lots of opportunities to expand your knowledge based on tech. If there was a repair genius position, I would be in heaven all day. And that's what I was talking about being in the room all day. Cons. The genius bar is hectic on weekends. It gets stressful. 60% of the bar shifts are spent resetting passwords and dealing with people who don't know what a backup is or that multiple devices equals multiple appointments. Advice to management. Stop micromanaging. You aren't helping as much as you think you are. And just talk to your people. Connection teams are a joke when you sit down once a year during your reviews. Exchange Journal is laughable. So, Exchange Journal is when you document what your journey, what you're doing every day. Like, what, like situations that you're, like things you're working on. And the Exchange Journal was kind of the documentation of that. So, that's what he's referring to uh, in this review. Uh, I would say that the pros are pretty much up there, like Repair Genius. If you want to be in the room all day, yep, that's that's a perfect role for somebody. Uh, Genius Bar's hectic on weekends. It gets stressful. That is incredibly true. Uh, and people coming in, are 60% of the bar shifts are spent on resetting passwords. Now, I agree with the resetting passwords, but that's changed. We try to push that to online because in the store, we literally have no way to help reset passwords. Dealing with people who don't know what a backup is or that multiple devices equals multiple appointments. It's like, so this is the best way I explain it. If you're bringing two children to the doctor for one appointment, 
I don't think the doctor is going to be able to help two children at the same time, right? Well, that's what we're talking about. If you're going to ha come in with a Mac and a mobile device, you have to make two different appointments for that, which in the store, we can help make that if you're going to make multiple appointments. But online, you can't. And some people, I would say a small percentage know that. A lot of people don't, though. And when it comes to micromanaging, I don't think they're micromanaging, but the, the connection teams, I could understand why someone would be mad about that because we have these teams that are supposed to be groups of people, but we very rarely got together, in which he's referring to you sit down with them once a year, which I agree. I think they've gotten better where they sit down with you at least once a quarter. As far as, like, your team, though, eh, I, I can't say they did that all the time. So I'm going to give you a five-star review uh, from this happened just recently, May 19, 2020. I have been working at Apple full-time for more than five years. Pros, benefits, long-term growth, company culture, cons, hours, politics, retail customers, and retail culture. So, again, same deal. Uh, and then there's another con, micromanagement. Another one talking about micromanagement. They tend to focus on, on one negative customer who left a net promoter survey for unrealistic expectations while ignoring the dozens of others of customers who could have scored a top. That's true, but I, 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 in my store, I haven't really felt that. Uh, the pros that this person, again, five-star review, great health care, absolutely. Transit sub, absolutely. 401k, 100% match after a few years. An RSU bonus of $2,000 every year, which, yes, they did start doing that a couple years before I left. Advice to management, there's a giant disconnect between retail and corporate. Ah, I can see that. So this, this is a, a an idea of some of the reviews that people used to work there. Now, let's talk about the overall general. This is all the reviews combined. That These are all the pros. Apple has great benefits for students, even as part-time employees. Great people to learn from and very helpful. Good benefits for part-time employees. Great company to work for with benefits. Great pay and benefits from them. So this is like all the pros. Cons, sometimes long hours when it's a busy season. Retail hours are not fun at all. I have no cons working for Apple. Frequent travel, almost no work-life balance. Nothing much. It's hard to move up unless you're driven. The last two I would 100% agree with, that there is no work-life balance unless you have been there so long and you have the vacation time to get off, or it's hard to move up. Very, very difficult. I was there for 11 years. I went from specialist to, to genius, and I didn't have any lead spots. I didn't have any other experiences when I was there. It really was limiting on what you could do there. Out of five stars overall, it has a 4.1. Culture and values has a 4.2. Work and life balance is a 3.5, which I would probably put it at a 3.0. Senior management, 3.6, which my stores are different depending on where you go. Competition and benefits, 4.3. I probably would knock it up to a 5. That's how good I think they are. Career opportunities, 3.6. Overall, 82% will recommend this as a friend. 93% approve the CEO. And 71% positive business outlook. And then as a trend of from 2019 to 2020, it's gone from about an average of a 4.0, a little bit above. So it's been going up. So people seem to be very happy, happy being there. Uh, the most stars obviously was five stars. The lowest is one. And let's talk about hourly pay. This is where we're going to end on. So this is going to be my area in New Jersey. So I'm picking New Jersey as the area. Of course, everywhere else is different. Based on one salary... The base pay is $21 to $23 an hour with a total pay of $44 to $47K. And this probably doesn't include stock, 
uh, that you're taking out, profit sharing, commission sharing, bonuses, and your health benefits. So I would say this is a little high, I think, for this is based on one salary. So that's why I, it's very hard to to find out what it is. If I took the average salary, and I'm talking all cities here, based on 537 salaries, 40, this is Apple Genius or Mac Genius, uh, they're kind of the same. It's about $47,000 to $48,000 with a $23 an hour base pay, additional pay. Eh. If you look at the average, you're going to make around forty-seven dollars to $48,000, which equals $23, hour, $23 an hour of pay. Of course, it's going to be lower in the non-cities. So that's the idea of an Apple Genius role. I hope this gave you guys some insight into what an Apple Genius does. You know, the benefits, the pros and the cons, like what they're looking for as a genius. If you were going to go and apply for a genius, the main thing I'm going to tell you is you need to have stories. You need to show either customer or client experiences, and you better bring a damn good story with you to, to show, talk about. You need to talk about if you were pressured in a big time situation, what did you do to, to solve that problem? You know, you need to talk about you know, your, your experience with Apple products and some people, maybe people in your own family, how you convince them to switch or, you know, and, and your knowledge in Apple products as well. I mean, they'll teach you that, but the main thing you need to know is problem solving. How do you solve problems? How did you solve te technical issues very quickly? So that is the stories you need to bring to these interviews. If you get one, it's very hard to become a genius. It is extremely hard. They really put you at a high regard. It took me about a year or two to become a genius when I was a trainer because I just wanted to move on when I saw the writing on the wall when they were ending the one-to-one -one program for these trainers. And, you know, it's really an amazing experience. And they take good care of you. They will take good care of you at, as a genius and, and no, most importantly, just working at Apple in general. I hope this guy helps you out, guys. Damn it, man, we got to find Frank. We, we have to find him. Meanwhile, I figure we end this episode with Craig Federini because we have this beautiful song that we had in the beginning, and let's end it with the Senior Vice President of Software Engineering talking about that scribble and thanking Emily. Make sure, guys, you join us for every single week here at the Think Different Podcast. Add us on our Instagram, at ThinkDiffPod on Twitter and think different podcast on our Facebook and Instagram guys. I want to thank you guys for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed the solo show. I wasn't with anybody this week because damn it, we can't find that man known as Frank Funk, but we will find him. But I'm hoping guys that you enjoyed this episode for the Apple retail series, where we talk about different roles in the Apple store. And we're going to continue down the road with technical specialists, creative. We have so many more to get to, uh, about every role at that store. Thank you, guys. I enjoyed everything. And we're going to take it away with Craig Federini with his beautiful song and thanking Emily. Full access. Thanks, Emily. I just go into jiggle mode.